Left. Right. Welcome to my Sip Talk chat room. ASL check. Leave your details in the comments. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. All right, welcome to Sip Talk, episode 28, um, and we're going to be talking about, uh, oh, <laughs> first off, before we get started, though, because I just, I was letting you know a little bit about this, but I am fucking mentally exhausted. I can't even, I can't even think straight. Yesterday before noon, I probably sent 200 to 250 messages between, like, LinkedIn, text messages, emails. Um, and then I was just reacting to that shit all day long. Um, and then same thing today. I probably got 50. How many, how many phone calls do you think I made today? 20 and 30? That was one phone. Before I left. Before you left? Yeah. I just like literally nonstop. I just, before we started this, logged in, started it, or reply to some messages. But like, I'm, I'm cooked. So I'm very happy to be having this drink. And then again, he goes to bed at 12 and wakes up at 6. Like, you know six hours of it in the best case scenario for it's, it's possible no i mean although i do i do wake up and piss every 40 minutes i feel like i don't know i don't know what the deal oh is. save time and just do it in your bed <laughs> i'm gonna need some uh rubber sheets here all right so we're we're just gonna work on this remainder of this uh top of our remainder. what are you drinking scotch yeah we're trying to work on the remainder of the doers here so let's uh, let's plug this up. Um, yeah, but just fucking mentally exhausted. Um, and we have we have some questions. Where's the drink? Somebody asked where the drink is. The drink is here, and it is scotch. And James on the other end is drinking rosé. Evan Williams. Evan Williams. Well, it's not that far from what we're, what we're drinking over here. Um, Both whiskey family. Luckily, I got Andreas the Battagliator here. Uh, to help and, and keep me awake and, and keep it, keep us full of energy. Uh, but we've been busy, man. You know, it's, uh, it's busy season for New York rentals. So that means the phone is going off a gazillion times more than normal. It means we're getting way more text messages and emails. Um, and luckily to the credit of this podcast, we've been having, uh, you know, we've been having a lot of interaction that way. So that's really cool, but doing absolute best to, uh, to keep up. Um, and what we started talking about a minute before we started rolling, and I'll fill people in that weren't here uh, six, seven minutes ago, but we were talking about meeting people during coronavirus, trying to date during coronavirus. And, you know, I, I'm not much of a rule follower. So, you know, my thinking is anybody who's following all the rules, quarantine and things like that, probably didn't have a very good shot at striking a meaningful connection with somebody. Uh, you know, I just, I think that's... Yeah, I think just coronavirus speed up the process of the technology that was behind. Like, for example, delivering food, these apps like Uber Eats, uh, Dark, uh, DoorDash, uh, Seamless. Uh, right now, Uber Eats is making more money out of their delivery service than their regular car share service. Is that for real? Yeah, that is for real. Oh, wow. They, they, and 
this color, I think they did $30 billion. And that's a, like a lot of money. Yeah. They're still losing a ton of money though, but they're, but yeah, they're the only profitable part of their, their business right now is the food delivery part. Yeah, totally. And that, that's something that you didn't, you didn't have that before coronavirus. Then again, things like, uh, mumble and mumble, uh, plenty of fish, Tinder, I think my, uh, bumble and bumble. Isn't that a, isn't that a salon? Don't you just mean bumble? Bumble. I mean, Bumble. Gonzalez, Gonzalez. 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 <laughs> this, is, this is his favorite bar. Uh, oh. and it's just, it's okay. Mumble and Bumble is a specialized dating app for people with speech impediments. <laughs> I like... I like Probably that's a place where I spend most of my time dating. I like Mumble and Bumble. You know, I listened to a podcast earlier in the week about um, somebody who was giving, basically, it was a poetry slam. And the guy got on and he had roughly roughly a minute and a half worth of material but he had a major stuttering issue and i mean it's it's and that was his performance was i mean that's a lot of fucking pressure and stress getting up in front of people and he really like he didn't you know he was saying you know when he tries to stutter and tries to get over a word like he'll just use a different word but he's like it was the whole essence of the stutter was kind of the feature of the poetry so he just went like straight, like there'd be 40 seconds and he was just tripping over a single word, uh, which is just, which is wild. And, but yeah, I listened, I got to listen to it in the podcast and then the podcast presenter would kind of talk over the, you know, over the, the I don't know what you would call it, the pauses where this guy was trying to get the words out. It was, it was difficult to listen to, uh, but I think I might've had a stutter when I was a kid. I know, I, I know, definitely know military school, I went to like a speech therapist or something like that. So uh, somebody's telling me they're a speech pathologist and that's unreal. Uh, I have to look up, might've been This American Life was the podcast, but it was, it was a crazy podcast to, uh, stuttering is something I think, you know, if that was an issue I had, I would want to work with every specialist. I would watch every YouTube video, I'd read every book, everything I get my hands on. Yeah, one of my cousins had it. Like one of my cousins, yeah, he couldn't, Eventually, as he got older, it went away, and that's the reason why I think believe like white people like get very like pumper and like oh this kid can talk is like a stutter. Let's take him to a psychologist. Let's take him to a, uh, a specialist. In my country, they just they, they just left him like that. Like they will eventually learn how to talk, and yeah, that's what happened. Like I mean, Joe he, Biden uh, has one. What? Does Joe Biden really have a? Uh... Yeah, he has a diagnosed like speech impediment with a stutter that he's spent his entire life trying to overcome. Which is why there's a whole there's a movie about like an English king or something like that that had a speech impediment. Basically, yeah, the king's speech. The king's speech. There you go. That's what it was. Um, uh, I've heard from some people that it's a tremendously boring movie. Yeah, I think I watched it. Elena Bonham Carter was in it, um, but it's uh, it wasn't memorable enough to. It was a good movie, but I you know it wasn't a great movie. I don't think. And it, I definitely wasn't rafty in, in the movie. Yeah, king's speech. Someone someone saying right here. Um, but God, yeah, you know, we started talking about dating a minute ago. I figured we'd just rip with it, but I'll tell you one thing. You ever see that TV show, Pimp My Ride? That show, Pimp My Ride? Yeah. Yeah. From like 20 years ago. Yeah. And they take, they they still have it on MTV. They take some, you know, somebody's beat up piece of shit car and they'd be like, oh, we're going to pimp your ride. What are some of your interests? And the guy's like, I'm really healthy. Like I like drinking shakes. And then they turned his car into like a blender. 
like a you know, yeah, but they didn't fix any of the underlying mechanical issues. Well, they basically just made like a shiny piece of paint, put a whole bunch of electronics in it. Well, that's kind of how I'm feeling right now, though. Like when it, you know, when it comes to any any of that stuff, like I'm so out of shape. I might have like a new paint job just because like I have new clothes, but that's only because the old clothes don't fit anymore. So like on the outside, you know, it looks good, but like underneath the under the hood, man, it's uh, I've been I, clutch and oil change. Dude. Timing uh, belt. So I, I have six, I believe success. I ran today. I don't have any tightness in, in the arch of my foot, um, in the fascia area. A uh, little bit of pain in my heel, which could be the heel spur. I, I truly believe it's both. But now my my Achilles tendons are just like just like, just aching in pain. So walking has been really tough for me all day. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, I feel like a fucking blender, blender car on, on my ride right now. <laughs> Shiny on the outside, destroyed on the inside. Yeah, no, it's not good. I gotta, I gotta pick up this running thing because I need something. You know, all the gyms are closed, and I, you know, like cycling. Yeah, you can't cycle that way in New York City. Like, there's, you just, you never get to pick up any speed. You know. On the west side? Uh, yeah, no, you get up there on the west side, and, and there's, there's just too many people out there. It makes it really tough, and you can't really, you can't really, ju you know, jump on any main roads with a shoulder. You have bike lanes, but that's bullshit, because every other block, you're having to go around somebody, a parked car, a fucking construction site, something like that, so. Yeah, to be able to really just kind of put your head down and pedal for From any period of time, you're not going to be able to do that in the city. Close the... Like a couple of streets. Yeah, they closed a couple of streets, but yeah. we're, you know, if we're talking about actually cycling, where you can go up and you can keep your heart rate up and you keep the cadence way up there, like that's you're not you're not you know you're not even going a quarter mile at any decent decent cadence on a bike. Yeah, like the the bike ride that I went on on Saturday did 45 miles, and there were sections where I was able to go for nine or ten miles straight with no no stopping, just Would no stop signs, yeah. no nothing, just Let's go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, I miss that. Although my bike isn't—I was going to ride my bicycle home today, but uh, my computer shit the bed again at home, so it's time for a new computer. Uh, I'm going to—I'm going to—I don't—not that, that that's related to bicycling, but I'm going to take—I uh, take one of the computers from the office home tonight because I can't get any work done at home, and my little laptop is 11 inches. Yeah, I can't. I, there's nothing I can do on that thing. Uh, Good afternoon, Lisa. Um, hey, TikTok, what's going on? We got some people on TikTok also, which is pretty cool. But if you guys are watching, we are here to answer your questions. Right now, we're talking about dating in New York City. Um, I don't know really how one would date over the course of over the course of the coronavirus and the quarantine and the lockdown. Technology. We have technology. We have Tinder. We have yeah, but are you meeting in person? We talk first, and then yeah, we see each other on a Sunday. That we but now you're meeting up in person yeah exactly on person. So are bars open in new york city right now if you're stand outside bars are open yeah yeah but yeah, it's really difficult to meet somebody at a bar when you have to be spaced six feet apart from the next person but yeah, because all, all the rules. Like you come here to the city, you can see whatever. You can take off your mask, and it's like a regular bar, but just outside. 
And if the health department comes, you have to wear your mask. But that's like, there's so many people that. Well, yeah, but I'm always afraid of the restaurants and the bars that I like getting yeah. shut down. Um, and but you know, also like if you're supposed to be stuck at a table, it's difficult communicating with somebody on the other side of the the bar or restaurant. Most of restaurants right now they have like these little windows that prevent you from talking to the person behind you or prevent you. From oh yeah, they, to you're, the they're also you. discouraged to talk to other yeah. patrons because you they, you know you shouldn't be breathing on them. You know, I feel yeah. like I, I feel like you're not supposed to come out of quarantine or coronavirus with any additional friends. Like if you have more friends now, or you have new friends that you didn't have five, six months ago, you, you broke the rules. So, you know, shame on you. Yeah. I've got <laughs> less friends after coronavirus that I started with. And the well, list wasn't long to begin with. Uh, you played your cards right. We all, we all should have less friends now. Hello from Seattle. Hello to Seattle from New York city. Um, uh, God, I, uh, I don't know. I'm, one of my favorite things to do is to go out and, and explore new restaurants and meet people. And, and I mean, you know that. That's like our hobby is like bar hopping on a Sunday. Yeah. And what's bar hopping when you can't even go to the bar? And right now, like most of the bars are like completely full. So you have to call and make a reservation before you get there. You know, it's not like we used to do on Sundays where we used to go like bar hopping from bar to bar. But most of them were like pretty big and we didn't have to do uh, a line for us to go into that place. Now it's just impossible. And I mean, I don't know how these bars, like these mom pop bars, are surviving on any this. bar. Yeah, yeah any. I, I, I mean, some of these places have some big setups outside on the sidewalks, um, but still, I just you know, I I don't think they're hitting the volume that they need to be hitting and the turnover that they need to be hitting. When you get an open bar. And you're three deep, and people, you know, you're. It's a constant flow of cash coming into that bar. And then again, you cannot sell alcohol by itself. You have to sell food in order for you to sell alcohol. So that's another, you know, because you can open a bottle of alcohol and keep it open for like a year, nothing bad will happen. You cannot keep a piece of steak for more than four or five days. Well, that's the other thing. The restaurant yeah. serving food, and yeah. you know, I feel like I'm. Haven't I mean, not that I've been out to eat that many times, but. Like you gotta worry how how long they have this food for. Yeah, you know. I mean, I watch some of these cooking shows. You see some of these cooking I've shows. I've seen the uh, hotel nightmares or like kitchen nightmares, something like that with Ramsey, Gordon Ramsey, mm. and that's disgusting. So somebody mm -hmm. said dinner for one at a dinner for one at a table isn't any fun. Um, and then something about drinks made at home can't compare to uh, to bar cocktails. Of course, regardless of how good you're a bartender, it's not about the alcohol. You don't fall in love with the alcohol, you fall in love with the atmosphere. A yeah. drink tastes so much better when you're surrounded by people, by your friends, and you're like creating memories out of it. At home, you, I'm the kind of person that never drinks by himself. You still think that's before quarantine? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> James is not. James doesn't mind having a couple of cocktails. But It used to be the case. I don't drink too much on my own now, though. Well, I just do it around other people. They may not, they may not be aware of what's in the coffee cup. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, and that's the beauty of I going out. That's the reason why we normally get, get along so well, because we love to go to bars. We love to go and party and, you know, have this. Well, James has visited. He knows exactly. Yeah, have exactly. this yeah. moment. Been there. Things, uh, yeah. And now with this lockdown, because living in the city is super stressful. 
So when you start on Monday, you can just wait until uh, Friday or Saturday so you can go and, you know, get all that. How would, you, how would you ask somebody to go on a date given coronavirus? I'm really curious how you're getting somebody to come out of the house. And uh, probably if you are both liking each other, you have the same uh, way of thinking. And so you're like, fuck it, we're going to die anyway. So might as well just go out and take the risk. Life is about risks. Let's take this risk. Grab my hand and let's just go to a party. You're desperate. I'm desperate. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's been three months. Mm. I mean, five now. Yeah, but I mean, some people are not desperate. I feel like some people are totally cool. I'm not. You lucky motherfucker! You can. <laughs> you know, uh, so, yeah, but, but, uh, I, I just think a first date, given everything that's going on right now, is going to be very, very intense. Um, and people are legitimately like afraid to talk to other people or get too close to other people. Yeah, and those are some yeah. people that you, that are on your same uh, wave. You know, you don't say people that are like uh, super skeptical about this or super skeptical about that. You just go like, hard you, no. you may not always you you may not always know that. That's the reason why you take them to a bar. So you, oh, yeah, you get exactly. back and be like, what's your So you can get point? to know somebody exactly. and, and figure them out. Yeah, exactly. Because once you're drunk, you you take off that mask and you actually reveal who you really are. That's the beauty of alcohol. There are people that are on this level and people that are on that level. Alcohol puts you on the same level. You know, you can give enough <laughs> Oh man. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know if I got enough to run with on this one. Uh, but we have we have some questions here. White claw in the park, opposite ends of the bench. That to me. I, I'm not crazy about that, you know. It's like kind of putting a bandaid on a bruise type of thing. It's not, not really it's not doing much. At what point do you decide to to, to interact? Actually, You're not gonna I don't know. I actually like that idea. Um, when I was living in Spain, the the whole idea of having a drink out in the park was super common to the point where like they even had a word for it, um, and. I, I know that the United States public drinking laws are considerably more strict, but being able to have a drink out in public in like a public park or whatever, it's pretty wonderful. And you, you want to do a first date in some kind of, in some kind of place that's public and safe. True. I mean, I don't, now you're basically allowed to drink outside. You're allowed to take the booze to go in New York city and everybody's drinking outside anyways. Yeah, but can um, you have a drink outside, in Central Park? Dining outside, dining outside is permitted. But drinking not, outside is not permitted, but now the cops are like, fuck, where are we going to go? Well, the cops aren't doing anything yeah, anyways. Exactly. So you're, you're, te- you're not allowed to drink in Central you're Park, right? You're not allowed to drink like anywhere. We went to uh, somebody's birthday party last summer, and there must have, I mean, it was, it was, rosé is slowly becoming much more commonly accepted and much more cliche, for, uh, much less cliche. <laughs> For you know the, the demographic drinking rosé, but it's kind of like uh, you know everybody knows the connotation of rosé drinker is usually uh, you know blonde. Pretty basic. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. So we go to my friend's uh, birthday. Andreas got invited to a birthday party, and he invited his token white friend to uh, <laughs> to 
It's not true. But I felt very, very profiled at this party. And there was just like 12 white girls with blonde hair sitting in the park. And every single girl had bought a bottle of rosé. And white glow. And some had some white glow, yeah. But every single person brought rosé at this party. So the pH was above 13. Well, we, we, we definitely tasted and tested every bottle of rosé, I think. Um, and then managed to drive all the way to Albany. <laughs> to George. <laughs> For George's birthday party. Um, which was just a, a wild time. Uh, Adam was coming with, we, we, uh, Andreas was heading over to my apartment, but was lost. I so wasn't lost, I just was going to walk in slow. He was pretty lost. He was, he may have thought he knew where he was going, but he had passed the apartment. So, um, we had the top down of the car and we're like, dude, get in. And he just ran and jumped in the backseat of the car. And then we drove a hundred miles an hour all the way up to Albany. And then we stopped at the gate of this farm. And we can't skip that part. There's a guy sitting at, <laughs> sitting at the farm by the gate, waiting to like you know not validate parking, but like give us a parking pass or something. And Andres and there's a line of cars behind us. There's cars in front of us. Andres just hops out and just pisses in the trees. Two hours of driving, by the way. I had nothing but rosé and white clothes. I didn't think that I ate anything at that point. It was just rosé, white clothes, and some cheese board, whatever they were getting. And and that's pretty good time, two hours. Yeah, I, I knew I knew he had to piss, so we had to we had to. Nice was like, uh, is there a place to piss? So like, nope. Uh, I saw a tree, and I was like, okay, never mind. Uh, he just enough. he left out of the backseat of the car, the top down. I, I couldn't uh, handle it anymore. All the guy needs to be, or it wasn't gonna die. But the Upper West Side to just east of Albany in two hours is is pretty damn good time, in, in my opinion. Because um, on our way back, it was three hours. Yeah, speaking of dating, when I, f <laughs> I used to drive from Charleston to New York City um, when I was dating somebody who lived in Queens. When I when I lived in uh, in Charleston, do you remember that, James? When what? I would I would drive from uh, from Charleston to um, to Queens because I was dating somebody. Yeah, for a weekend. And I would drive up for the weekend. So I would drive out Friday after work and get in, get in at like 7 o'clock in the morning. And then I would leave Sunday late late afternoon, early evening, and get in just in time for uh, to get a couple hours of sleep and go to, go to work the next day. Yeah, like How 11, hard? 12 hours one way. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really like a 13-hour trip. You can do it in 11, like just pedal to the metal. Uh, back and forth. One way is, is that long. 13 yeah. So you really yeah, because you can do Charleston to Albany in about fifteen. Char yeah, that's yeah. No, are you sure it's not thirteen? No. Either way, you're trying to. The, the last back. time I did it, last time I did it, I did it in like fifteen and a half. We've had some, we've had some really bad rides going, kind of long road trips that that could have gone a lot more smoothly. Yeah. The top of the list would have to be your Kansas trip. Well, the Kansas trip you weren't on. Definitely, definitely. So I bought a Jeep on eBay in Colorado and flew out. I don't remember. This is 1990. No, 2000. No, so 2003, probably. Um, and uh, 
Yeah, and, and, and flew out to Colorado, picked up the car. The car had some major electrical issues. It also had uh, other mechanical issues. But most notably, we got to the car, put the key in the car. Actually, the driver, the driver door didn't unlock. So had to go around and let yourself in through the passenger car, passenger self side of the car. How badly getting fucked is that when you show up for this car you bought on the internet, you can't even get inside to the driver door. Like that's sign number one. Two, went to start the car and um, none of the gauges worked. So the car turned over, but none of the gauges went like this. So they just all sat. Um, and we drove to the gas station to get some fuses and figured we put in some gas. This thing had an 18 gallon tank, and I think we put like 17 and a half gallons worth, worth of gas into it. So like this dealership really fucking, really took us and, uh, and really fucked us. Um, that was quite the story. It was like a four day trip to get back. Yeah, there's a lot more to that story that we're, we're glossing over. Uh, there's a lot more. Uh, somebody saying hi from Brazil. Uh, hi from Punta We're here in New York City. Um, somebody just said, I feel like dating during this time depends a lot on how paranoid the person is. Yeah, sort I think that's kind of, that's definitely what we're, what we're getting at. This is, uh, the more, the more paranoid somebody is, like. I would imagine that women are kind of, are going to probably be more cautious about it than men. Yeah, but some, yeah, I think, I think there's a, yeah, I think also when, just when it comes to dating, men are a bit more like, you know, straightforward. And then again, have you, any of you, that's all you, have you guys gone on online dating? Um, I dated a chick for about three or four months. We met right before the pandemic hit. Um, it's like middle of January until... I don't know, let's call it Memorial Day. So I dated her kind of during the the height of the pandemic, if you want to oh, call really? it that. Yeah. Okay. Was there more to that, or that was that was the height of the pandemic? Uh, well, you tested positive. No, thankfully, I don't think I, she she worked in um in real estate as well. She was an apartment manager. So she managed an entire apartment complex, but uh, yeah. we didn't, once the pandemic started, like we didn't really have the ability to go out to any restaurants or anything. Like, like when we first started dating, we went out to a couple bars or whatever, and then that shut down really fast. So, what so your, what, I'm going to cook you my nicest blue box macaroni and cheese. Uh, pretty much like we'd order out sometimes or watch a movie at either her place or mine but we weren't able to go out and do all that much because so much of the city was shut down and what happened what was the reason that you guys broke up or split up or are you still oh, um she she thought that i i acted weird one night when i was at her place because she invited somebody over along with pretty well because him and i shared a sense of humor and she interpreted that as though I was flirting with them. And I'm like, no, not gay. You, you should know this by now. But like, she thought that the jokes that I was making, first of all, she was very Southern and I'm very not. And she's like, it was weird how you were interacting with them. I was like, yeah, I finally found somebody that gets my sense of humor. There's not too many of them in, in Charleston. So there's not, there's not many people that get your sense of humor. At, in general. At all. Yeah, in general, but especially in Charleston. 
Well, you're pretty intense, James. That's, you know, that's, that's just how you are. But that's... So uh, I, just, I, I decided I wasn't going to back down about it. I wasn't going to apologize to her for the way that I acted because I thought it was funny, and I still do. And... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so, sorry. But it was one sorry. of those ones where I, I think that if I – so I met her on Bumble, and I think that if if I had met her even two or three weeks later, nothing probably would have happened because we wouldn't even have been able to meet. Well, cool. Okay. Do you know – did I tell you what happened uh, a couple of years ago and somebody made me a fake Bumble profile? Did I tell you that story? No, you did not. It was uh, – um, <laughs> I, I, I took a vacation from New York City. I went out to Rochester and sleep in my, my cousin's uh, blow-up mattress in her basement. And, you know, you don't sleep that well on those things. So, I mean, sometimes, I don't know. I don't sleep that well on those things. And I'm up. Oh, it's, like, it's like 6.15 in the morning. And uh, I get a text. And it's like, hey, it's me, Elizabeth. And then she put a little bee emoji. She said, it's Elizabeth from this bee. And I was like... Hey, Elizabeth, I don't know what the B is, but how can I help you? Thinking like it's a lead. It's somebody who's looking for an apartment. And she said, oh, I, you know, something I like how you're so honest. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, this, I'm thinking this is for an apartment. And, uh, you know, I try to go back to sleep and I get like another message from somebody else. Hey, it's me, Sherry. Uh, you know, I really like your picture. I'm like, what? What do you mean like my picture? And, uh, Oh, yeah, I heard that story. You heard yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just start getting more messages throughout the day. So Bumble, I guess you got to like other people, and then they like, I don't know, there's a code. Well, it, it works very similar to Tinder. The difference between Bumble and Tinder is that women have to send the message first. Okay, well, so apparently whoever made this fake profile liked a gazillion people. So I started getting all yeah. these messages. And they weren't very choosy with the people that they were liking. So I was getting. Yeah, we call that chum in the waters. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I didn't know there was a. I didn't know there was a term for online dating where you stack. No, no, no. Where yeah, if you water. just swipe right indiscriminately, yeah. Yeah, we call that <laughs> chum in the waters. I uh, I'm from I'm familiar with that. We have enough we have enough young guys in this office that that do online dating. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, I yeah. Know, I you're know in. I know some of these phrases. Um, and then they turned the profile to indiscriminate uh, of gender and started liking every, everybody. So I learned, I learned one thing when it comes to online dating that I didn't know is that guys are very, and I know this is kind of in general, um, but guys are very, very aggressive. Like I feel bad for women Online, oh, yeah. that goes online or in real life. Not like, in real life. Online. Oh, oh, absolutely. I think like, I women. Think, the the hell that women must wade through to get a quality match. Yeah. Yeah, but but exactly. That's a there's a but also but guys even if it's not a match, <laughs> why are fucking relentless? I'm trying to well, tell. That's people. why Bumble is so popular is because women have to send the message first. That so women <laughs> aren't getting bombarded with these terrible opening messages well, or that's worse. Not, but that's probably not how it works on gay Bumble. So. You don't have that dynamic. Uh, I, have, I have no experience with gay bumble, so. I don't, I don't know. It, it was bumble. That's really. Uh, no, no, there's a gay bumble. Not. Oh, well, there's grinder, which grinder, my roommate grinder. is on. Yeah, yeah, grinder, grinder. Yeah, that. Um, somebody said bumble for me is the same as Tinder. Um, is yeah. she a girl? 
that a guy. I, I, I lost a comment here. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. The online dating thing, I think, was, I think it's good. I think it's, you know, really. Yeah, it's amazing. You just have to get used to these new times. You can no longer wait for somebody at the park and be like, hey. Oh, especially if you're going to be six feet apart. Yeah, exactly. You can be like, hey, I think you're cute and whatever, whatever. Like, she'll literally get her uh, pepper spray and be like, ah! Uh, well, okay. Okay, I, I remember a conversation that I had with, um, a, a girl that you used to date, Justin, where I told her about online dating. Deep, and it's not going too deep into this, but, but go uh, ahead. No, 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 no. It, it, this is just to preface the conversation. That's it. And, and right. I, I told her about how I was trying online dating with the, the Tinder and the Bumble. And the Tinder and the Bumble. <laughs> Tinder and the Bumble. Yes. Um, and she, she resp responded like I was like some kind of weirdo. And I had to explain to her, I was like, look, for someone who doesn't have the time to be able to just kind of go out to bars or whatever, or isn't involved in the kinds of activities that you're going to meet a lot of people all the time, or someone who's really busy with work, it's kind of naturally you say, you know what, I have to put myself out there somehow. How am I going to meet people? And so being on an online dating site is a way for you to be able to meet a number of people and at least be able to get the conversation with started with one or two of them. Yeah, of course. But I feel like it's so superficial. Just for the record, just for the record, uh, there was a girl that said Bumble is the same as Tinder. Mind that sensations uh, reminded me that she's a girl and that Bumble for her is the same as Tinder. You're welcome for that. Um, but I think just getting the conversation started isn't enough. I don't even know how, I, like, I am just so not about like overselling things when it comes to like online dating and just, you know, I don't know how to start a conversation other than hi. Like you like the way I look. I like the but way you look. You're, you're, good, you're a good looking guy that you can misspell hi and then she'll still reply, hey. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody's seen my shirt off in about eight months. So uh, I shower with my shirt on at this point. <laughs> Doing the world a favor. It's <laughs> so goddamn So bad. what online, online dating helps is for people that have actually done you know done actually know how to talk to people because you have the time to actually look for an answer well, when she I texted you i don't know how to talk to people i just yeah, i watch i watch fucking movies you can be quiet <laughs> all day long and that person will talk to you all night long and that happened yeah. before when we used to go bar hopping the, or the phone phone. my drink yeah. exactly you're refreshing so phone uh, Damn, we can't we can't win with this with these bad connections here. Um, but uh, phone line dating, I don't even know what that is. I feel like that was like video dating, where you send video dating was where you send it, you send like a video uh, bio, mm -hmm. and then people would watch videotapes, and then they would contact the agency with people that they liked. I mean that. I mean, a, a picture can be very deceiving, but a video is more like okay. Yeah, this more like. I'm not online. aware of any dating online dating sites where you have videos. No, but, but back in the day, no, back Tinder, in the day, all video dating. Video dating, where you get a VCR, where you get a VCR cassette tape. Oh. Yeah. That kind of. Thing. Yeah, where you'd have to do like a two-minute little like long intro, where yeah, this is Justin and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, I can't even imagine that 
Like that's, so if, if people, when online dating became a thing, if people were comparing online dating to video dating, because that's really what we had for comparison when online dating first came out. Yeah, what else could you compare it to? Uh, classified ads, somebody just said classified ads, live fiction. Oh. SWF looking we got messenger CWM or something. Or... Remember the MSN messenger or the... MS, well, that was something they used in Ecuador. We had American uh, online. AIM. Oh, you had, yeah, no, no, you had, you had AIM or something like that. Yeah. 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 I remember when I was in, uh, what was it, uh, high school, yeah, probably high school, like middle school. That was two years ago, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Back in Ecuador. Uh, we used to text each other through Messenger and, you know, try to get everyone's email. You had to add that email. You used to go to people and be like, hey, what's your MSN or what's your Messenger? Put it in. Yeah, but you'd meet people from like 3,000 miles away and it's pretty hard to date in that respect. Well, I got somebody yeah, commenting about AOL chat rooms. Yeah. I, just, I just commented on the wrong, on the wrong phone here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. ASL. ASL. That was people yep. who jump into a chat room and they go ASL, ASL, ASL. What does ASL say? It means age, uh, sex, sex location. location. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was what people, people would connect on. And then they, you know, they'd open a private chat room. Uh, and they get a private chat room with you and, and try to cyber sex you. Uh, yeah. So that's, Have any of you used a different identity of? Pass for somebody else that you're not in this catfish one. Somebody, yeah. no. Catfish someone, basically. I've been, yeah, I've been, I've been catfish. No, but have you ever catfish? No, what am I gonna do with that? I don't I'm know. Have you ever been like, oh, my, my name is not Justin. My name is I don't know, pick a different name, whatever, and introduce yourself in one of these chat rooms. I mean, you were 14, 15 at some point in your life. Yeah, you I mean, James and I both had internet yeah. at a pretty young age. So, I mean, I had internet back. I must have been seven or eight at the at the latest because my father. Remember, we had I got all this computer equipment because my father got sick and was working from home, so we had all this online connectivity stuff in the in the house. Um, how old were you, James, when you when you started getting internet? Probably eight or nine. So you know how James and I became friends. Really, they have Wolfenstein three D. Wolfenstein three D. So James had, so we both, for whatever reason, found out that we played the same video game. And I had the cheap book for it. Because and I think I had, book, I think, I think I had the full version of the software. You had the demo, but the cheap book. If they make a book, why would you not, you know, why would you not buy it? Like it's out there. So James had, uh, <laughs> James had the full version of the game on a three and a half inch floppy disk that your father burned, I think. And we exchanged them. Uh, and then James photocopied every page from the, from the cheap book. Oh man. Um, oh boy. Yeah, so that was, that was the genesis of that. It was a, a great, great video game, by the way, Wolfenstein 3D. Um, I don't think I tried to go back and, and watch the way, like the gameplay of it now compared to how we remember it. 
there's so many video games from that era where if you haven't played the game recently or watched a video of the game and you think about your childhood memories of playing the game versus how it actually appears. Well, also bear in mind, we were playing on what, like nine inch CRT computer monitor, 11 inch, how big were those monitors? Uh, probably 14 or 15 inch CRTs. Yeah, four, 14 inch, 14 inches. Like, like Going back to those, to those times, uh, what was the, the video game that actually, you know, marked your childhood? You know, like, this is the video game that, that was it. That, that was it. Wolfenstein 3D, Doom. Uh-huh. There's never much of a for Doom. Me, for me, it was Mario Brothers. Like, that was my thing. Like, Mario Brothers 2. Yeah. Well, you know, one really good way to not be successful in dating is play a lot of video games. Yeah, I found that out the hard way. <laughs> I really, I, you know, I didn't even. James, you play a decent amount of video games, right? Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> you play more than I do. I know that. I'm just so. Uh, I'm, you playing video games. I'm so know. bad at video games, and I have no patience. One, one, I don't, I don't enjoy winning them that much. It doesn't make me feel good, and then I fucking hate losing. So why am I going to engage in something where I have a very high probability of losing a lot and I don't enjoy winning at it? It doesn't do anything for me. I'll play for like a minute and then like, oh, I get to drive a Lamborghini. That's kind of cool. Well, there's tons of video games out there that don't really involve winning or losing. It's just kind of about the experience of whatever the game is designed to do. Like, for example, Call of Duty. That's not my thing. I don't want want to shoot people for it. I, I played GTA or Call of Duty. It sounds like a way better game. GTA is great. Call of Duty. I played GTA 1. Yeah, I remember that game. The top down. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere yeah. I still have the CD for that. I'm surprised you were using a CD for that. You could download games back then, right? Mm, not easily. Well, after, uh, I think you could do it after PS4, not before PS4. PS3. No, 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 no. So, I remember when Napster first came out. This would have been 2000 or 2001. Mm. And so the average size of an MP3 file was probably between two and a half and five megabytes. And I remember at my t- at the time, I had dial-up internet at like 28.8 megabits per second or something. And downloading a single song would take 20 to 30 minutes. A single song. Whereas if you were to try and download a single song right now, it would be done in probably about two. Um, two seconds, not two minutes, two seconds. All right, real quick, we're just because we're losing direction on this. I'll talk to you. Oh, yeah, we've, we've gone off the rails. But what I want to do is I want to be a decent number of people here watching on TikTok and, and uh, the Facebook thing is really throwing me off. I think we're lost here. Uh, but I want to know your worst date or your worst first date online no no no. any date if it happens to have been online um, even better even better but um i'm really somebody just said the sweet sound of the whore uh i want to know if you're watching us what your worst day was i want to share that live um james can you think of a really shitty date that you had really shitty first oh i totally can and this is online this is back before online dating was a thing this is so back when I was living in Albany, I think I was a senior in high school and I had very little dating experience. Um, met this girl somehow through instant messenger and she happened to live relatively close for, so 
I lived in Troy. She lived in Schenectady area or whatever. And so we, we set up a time to be able to meet. I had a driver's license at the time, so I could drive out to meet her. So she had sent me pictures and the pictures all looked pretty decent. You got like, No, 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 no. Like she, she was real and she existed, but like what went, so we met up at a mall somewhere and she was within a year or so of my age. I was 17. She was probably 16 or 17. Do you remember which and mall it was? This is worse than Schenectady. Some mall out in Schenectady. I don't remember too much. Let me know. But we meet up and like, I don't know what she did with her pictures, but they like her, the, like her face had just like caked on makeup. And the thing for me is like her teeth were all just pointing in different directions. Oh, and she didn't and, have that in their pictures? I, I don't know. I don't really remember, but I don't, pr- probably not. But I just remember, look, and I was like, mm, this is not representative of what I signed up for. And so the entire time that we're out in public, like, I'm just like, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do about this. And so she's like, well, my, my parents are out of town. We can go back to my place or whatever. Oh, and I'm wow. just like, and she's like, all right. And so I can't just say no, because I don't want to like hurt this chick's feelings and say like, all right, I, I got to bail. Um, and so I think she had like gotten a ride to the mall with her friend and then like I was her ride back or whatever. So now we're in my car and I've got five or 10 minutes to come up with some kind of an out. Oh, so wait, so you're driving her home. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like, by all means, I should be be in for this because she, she's totally into me, and it, it's a done deal. And I just want nothing to do with it. And so, thing on a first date, she's got she's got fourteen teeth. Uh, fourteen. Right. And so, I remember which at some common, point, which is common for kind of more or less the area. It's not uncommon, I should say, from more or less where we grew up. Like we're lucky. My kids mm-hmm. are but they're not terrible. So we're really lucky in that respect. So anyways, I'm kind of panicking. And I remember, so this was in the winter time in New York. And I remember that particular night, we were forecast to get a lot of snow at some point that night. And you never know when it's going to start snowing. But have I remember. Have you been through some real snowstorms, like blizzards? Yeah, yeah. since I got here, there was no, no like. Yeah. This is one of those ones where they're saying like, "Yeah, you're gonna get like a foot over of snow overnight or whatever." But now we were at the time, three feet sometimes. I just he doesn't know. Oh, yeah. the snow that we grew up with, like we would get. But oh yeah, but whatever the case is, we're supposed to get a pretty hard snowfall that night. Now my parents don't give a shit what I'm doing, but <laughs> I remember a conversation that I had with my parents probably a year or so beforehand, where they said, "Hey, if you're ever in a situation." where you're not comfortable with what's going on around you, like you can give us a call and we'll bail you out and we won't ask any questions about it, which is a pretty cool offer on their part. So I remember that. So that conversation springs into my head and just like, all right, well, what can I do here? And so like we pull up to her parents' place and she's like, I need to go unlock the door or whatever. And so that gave me enough time to pull up my phone and I called up my dad. It's probably 1115 at night or whatever. And and so if I'm a parent, if I'm a parent, and I get a call from my 16, 17, 17 probably? I probably. 
17-year-old kid at 11.30 at night, and I know he's at home, I am definitely answering that shit. <laughs> so he I, does. And I'm excited and, to know, like, what the fuck is going on. Yeah, so I've got 30 seconds of time here. And so my dad answers the phone, and I just say, hey, dad, um, I'm in a situation right now that I really don't want to be into. So what I need you to do is in about 20 or 30 seconds, you need to call me up and just say that I need to come home because you're afraid of me being out in the big snowstorm or whatever. And I'm going to disagree with you. And you just need to like make it really clear that I need to come back home right now. <laughs> what, so the, all of this to spare somebody's feelings. I feel like this is not, I feel like as, a, as an adult, I would deal with the situation so much so much better than I would course, as yeah. a 16 or 17 yeah. year old. Like, I, I still think that I handled it as well as I could have. I, I think, course. I think, I think in your teenage brain, you handled it the best way possible. What would you do? What would, I what do would now? you have done differently? Uh, what I, would you do I, now? Or what would you have done differently if you were in the same situation I was where you've got this, this chick that wants to bring you back to her parents' place and you want nothing to do with her? Nah, we know Justin. Uh, I don't know what you mean by that. Um, oh, yeah, well. <laughs> There's so much I can't talk about right now. No, 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 just answer the question. Like, what would you do? Being You're in my situation where you've got, you, you go out on a first date with a chick, she's totally into you, and you want nothing to do with her. And you're in the car ride driving her back to her parents' place, which is abandoned. You have the the place to oh, yourself. You, so you have time. You have time between when you drop this girl off and wherever you are now. And are we talking 17-year-old perspective or are we talking double the age plus perspective? Uh, well, all I'm saying is the only time that I have is while I'm driving with her, I've got my own thoughts as to how to formulate an well, escape plan. So you've got but all the she has to, to go like... to the house and like get the key and unlock it or whatever. And that 30 seconds while she's walking from your car door to the front door of the house or whatever, that's the only time that you have. What do you do? You bring me more ice. You bring me another ice. That'd be cool. Um, so you don't want to hurt feelings. We've established that. Nope. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, it may just, if, especially if you know there's snow, there's impending snow, I would just say um, Academy Award winning James, you just got <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time I, that's one of only two times that I've been accused of being a good actor. Yeah, J James has got a fucking acting coach right off stage, mouthing the fucking words to him. <laughs> Dad, I need you to call me, and then you, I need um, but so you have all this time to figure out like what direction you're, you're going to take them. I would you just don't have all this time. Well, you have a, you have the time in the car. You've got 15 minutes to to, to formulate an escape plan and 30 seconds to execute it. And 30 seconds to execute, which could potentially mean you just backing out um, at the driveway after you drop her off. So fuck, yeah, man. but then that, that fails because then you hurt her feelings, which you didn't want to do. Because in re in reality, she didn't do anything wrong. It's me having unrealistic standards of beauty that's the problem. Well, yeah. I, so, yeah, there's difficult situations we all got. Like, I like to think and then act. Well, I just got somebody, I just had a very difficult interaction with a client today, getting them approved in our apartment. And 
they were like trying to back out and they're like, we don't actually believe we're approved that we want a refund. I'm like, no, we sent you an email saying you're approved. The landlord sent you an email. It's official. And apparently the email we had was wrong. Finally, we got them on approval. They're like, we're going to call the news. You know, you guys are, are leading us on. You guys are taking advantage of us. You're lying to us. I'm like, we're not lying. Check your junk email. Come to find out it was the wrong email. Da, da, da. Three hours into the negotiation. Finally, I got approval. They're on board. Everything's cool. They, they're, they love me again. And the landlord just called me. And he's like, just want to just want to confirm this is for apartment 1A, not apartment 1D, because I noticed 1D was written in the application. We already told him it was for 1A. The client does not know that it's apartment 1A in the communication. So basically, they're approved in the wrong apartment. Are the they apartment, similar apartments? No, two bedroom versus one bedroom. The apartment, the, the apartment they want, shit, 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 shit. Uh, the apartment they want is rented to someone else. Well, so that's a, a problem. It's a conundrum. Some more roommates. It's a conundrum and uh, and a half. Um, I have to deliver this news. I don't know how I'm going to do it. So I got you know, obviously I have to tell them. But I have to. I'd like to have a. I'd like to know exactly what happened and where because I'm the broker. Like I'm not the agent on the deal. I, I stepped in because I needed to step in, but uh, somewhere the ball got dropped. That is not good. Uh, I got to figure out where the ball is dropped. And I also want to be able to give them an alternative option. You know, like I don't want to have uh, no answer for them and, uh, you know, just deliver bad news. You still haven't answered my question of what you would have done if you were in my situation, both at age 17 and imagine you're in a similar situation at your current age. Um, I don't know what I would do. I would, I would come up with a reason why I could, why I had to go. And obviously at some point this girl's going to realize like you're full of shit or she's going to realize that she misled you. Anybody's I know pictures I look good in. All right. Like, there's pictures where you can see like veins and shit in my arms. There's pictures where I look fucking lean. I'm wearing a black shirt that's a fucking extra, it's a large because I can't fit in any of my medium sized clothes and black is slimming. Like I realize, I know what's going on, right? Like I fucking read books sometimes, seldomly. But I, you know, I, I get involved in reading the book because the cover looks good. Like I, I know there's a fucking difference here. So. Hop on pop. What's that? Hop on pop. I don't know what that means. One fish, two fish. I said Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Making fun of your reading level. That's, that's about, yeah, that's about all I got. I don't read. You know that. I bought, I bought a book. I bought a book. Um, yeah, most of your books are picture books. 13 things mentally mentally strong people do. Um, I'd like to let it you says know. says don't do. Don't do. <laughs> I'm, already, I'm already on chapter eight. I got it this morning. I think that's pretty good. I read the the heading of each chapter, and that was it. And that was it. And so far, I really learned a lot. I think you know these are some life. There's lessons. even better. Have you seen the Chinese people, like the Chinese uh, kids, that they go like this? They go like. And apparently, they're reading and they're learning and they're getting all this knowledge, you know, from. That's the Chinese way to do it. Well, 
I love spelling new books. They smell like new magic cards yeah. to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. Well, so, right, so, so, so I still haven't answered my question. The, the answer to your question, the answer to your question is she's misled you. And uh, she's got to know, she's got to know that she's misled you to a degree. She's sorry. I'm just, I'm trying to get in on this and, and uh, it keeps, it keeps going dark. Uh, turn off the, okay. Uh, um, All right. So she's misled me. Agreed. So uh, she's misled you. You know that. She knows that. You doing something not, uh, you doing something kind of dickish the nicest way possible is is really a, that's you being really nice which is something I, i'm rarely accused of i i think that's the nice thing to do she said oh you know actually my father called and he said he's not comfortable being out of the house you know i'm actually grounded so i don't you know i don't want to get more well she i i made sure to have him call have his call timing line up with when she got back into the car well, that was so, smart, like, and that was a really nice thing to do, the way that you, uh, you know, you set that up. I think that's, but, but she knew. But given the situation and at your age, what's something that you would have done right now? If that happened to you right now, how would you react to that situation? Well, minus the father part, you, you got time, you got well, time and during the drive to come up with something. No, but you just see it and you're like, Yeah, but now, but now we're staying at age... I'm I'm 34, yeah. so at my age now I can't call I can't like call yeah, my dad and battery. Battery out of a bad day. Father now. is not comfortable with me being out of the house <laughs> yeah. driving. I, I cannot pull that off. No, that I, that, will ask me, that just feels ever like listen. I live with my parents and my dad is literally no 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 no. No, at this point, it, it, at this point in my life, if I'm on a date where I feel like I'm being misled or, led or whatever then I'm just going to say, look, it was really nice meeting you. I'm th thanks for coming out. Um, but I, I just don't feel like there's the chemistry there for us to, to go. Thanks for coming out. Don't forget to validate your parking. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's like, I'm going to end the date as nicely as I can. I'm going to say, it was nice meeting you. I, I just don't see this going any further. I wish you the best of luck. Somebody said you always have to just rip the bandit off. And like, you don't want to. If there's a way that you can like loop it up, and, you know, and, and, and get the, the, you know, hurt spot a little wet and the bandaid will just fall off. Sure, do it. But yeah, like to a degree, like the thing is people don't know. Sometimes you just got to call things for what they are and people are going to be understanding because that's fucking what they are. You that know, like, no, it is. It's fucking true. Like people got to face reality. Right now we're building this fucking society where, you know, everybody gets fucking trophies even when they fucking lose. Yeah, you know, pe people see somebody they don't like, and they get to have it taken away. Like you don't have to see anymore. You know, somebody farts and you get shot. Like that's, you know, people. Reality is fucking reality, man. Like, yeah, but you know what? Like you gotta come to you gotta come to fucking grips. If you're if you're forty pounds overweight, all your pictures online depict you not looking overweight. Like you fucked up. You think like you're gonna fucking trick somebody? You're gonna trick somebody? Well, yeah, that's how it works. But no, no, you tricked them to meet you, and then right. you feel like you're gonna continue to trick them. No, no, no. The fucking cat's out of the bag. Let's call it for what it is. This is China. That's dinner. 
Yeah. But yeah, that uh, at 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 my current age or whatever, I'm on a bad first day, where I'm just gonna I'm gonna try and be as nice as possible about it and and say, look, I'm moving on. But I, I still look at how I handled that situation when I was seventeen. I think you handled the situation very well. I think there's I think there's a really nice thing to do. I think you did it the best way possible. And kudos to you because that's that's good. But yeah, if you want to talk about bad first dates or whatever, I don't even know if you can really call it a date. It was kind of more like a hookup arrangement, but whatever the case, I just said, you know what? I was all for this until I saw you. People these days can't be honest. Own up to your shit. No, uh, LPP is right. People, people are not honest. People can't own up to their shit, James. They can't. Right, but and, at, and at some hurt, point, like, it hurts them. Bro, I've been slapped. I've been dick slapped in the face so many times by fucking reality. Like, well, stop going to gay bars. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to a gay bar actually. Um, I'm sure they're a nice place. Yeah, but uh, if you're talking about getting dick slapped, that's that's the proximate. Oh, but I, I'm just saying, like, I've been fucking gut punched by fucking reality so goddamn many times. Whether it's fucking business or personal life, like you just you learn how to deal with that. But like, if you haven't been, if you haven't been, ah, fucking a. Um, I just fucking lost stream over here. Uh, well, let me put it this way. So, I agree with you about the whole addressing reality thing, but at the same time, I don't think that it is my job to enforce reality upon others. Because no, what you mean it's not your job? No, no, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 one second, wait, one second. We get the stream coming back here. I want to, I want, I want to touch on that. You just said you don't think it's your job to enforce reality upon others. However, yes, my thinking is. If you live in reality, the people that you're interacting with must also experience your reality. To varying so, degrees. No, to 100% degree. You may try to shield them from it if it hurts their feelings. But at the end of the day, when somebody's 40 pounds overweight and they got to go put on a pair of shorts, like they got to put on that pair of shorts. There's no varying degree of how far up the shorts go. I mean, I have left the house like with a belt on, a stretchy belt, because my fucking shorts don't fucking go away. But, <laughs> but that's a reality I gotta live with, you know. And then my stomach hurts at fucking two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, ah, fuck, I don't know what's going on, man. I don't know, you know. I didn't know that Lane Bryant was in your wardrobe. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, yeah. But you have to also understand one thing. One thing is uh, being sincere. And another thing, it's being sincere without empathy, and that's just being cruel. So I, I got a question. So that, no, it is cool. Yeah, it's, it's misleading. Cool. It's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, simply, yeah. So no, I, that's not the point that Andres is making, though. What is his point? My point is like you can be sincere as much as you want, but if you don't have empathy for the person that you're sincere with, then you're just being cruel to that person. Like there's people that have certain disadvantages that we don't. As who, as who we are, and we cannot be pointing that out left and right, knowing, like being conscious and knowing that that person has a disadvantage that we don't, you know. And if you don't have empathy for a person like that, then you're just being cruel. No, if you don't have empathy back for the person who yeah, does have empathy person. for you. No, 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 no. Just empathy in general. Oh, you don't person. have empathy. Yeah. If you don't have empathy, I think, I think. You're a thing. 
Yeah, well, I just, I think empathy is something that a lot of people don't have. I have this, like, tremendous amount of empathy, mm -hmm. which is crippling at times. Because, like, like right now, I don't, you know, I, we've got to prove for the wrong environment somebody. I'm like, I, I, I got to fucking take a couple hours and think about how I'm going to deal with. If I just call this person back, they're going to hate me. They're not going to do business with me anymore. They're going to hate this landlord who might actually have another apartment for them. But I got to figure, I got to figure things out. Like I can't just deliver bad news to somebody. That's not yes, cool. Sir. That's not cool. Yeah. So. All right. So where I was going with this, I've got a friend in Charleston that um, during the times that he's been single, he, he, he'll tell me stories of him being in bars or whatever. And he'll start talking to a, a, a girl in the bar and in his mind, she does something that annoys him. Maybe she asks, maybe she, she might value things that he doesn't think are valuable. So she'll ask him like, how much do you make or whatever? And, and then he'll think that she's just a materialistic or whatever. And in his mind, what he'll tell me all the time, this he'll say, I really wanted to call her out and say like, Hey, is that all you really care about is how much money a guy makes or whether or not the guy wants to pump babies into you. And my response to him is she can have whatever opinion she wants. It's not your job. Even if you think that her, her opinions are bullshit, it's not your job to call her out on those. At, eventually, she's going to realize that she's wrong. But if you try and call her out on these things while you're in the bar with her and you try and take this moral high ground position that you've established for yourself, guess who's the asshole here? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying when it's, it's not my job to enforce reality for, for anybody that I'm sitting across the table from. They okay, can, I'm well, going to express my thing. opinions, but I also don't want to like force them to believe what I believe. Can we either take it or leave it. You know, we have a client calls the office. They want a $1,500 apartment with a doorman. And, and, and the person on the phone has to hold, you know, bite their tongue and be like, what are you fucking nuts? Like, this is New York City. You're not going to find a $3,500 apartment with a doorman. Like, that's, you know, it's not even really a thing. So, like, you can't do that. You've got to establish the relationship first gently break the truth and try to get on the same page with that person. Yeah, and there's still a lot of people that come from the Midwest or from all of these other states that are with $1,500. $1, it's a lot of money yeah, lot of from money their perspective. You can, you, can, you can have like an, an amazing house. Yeah. That. So, we, so, so when you come to New York, what's the, is not even enough for a studio. Yeah, you can't even get a studio in Manhattan. In Harlem. What's the comment that you've got there? So, no, but that's exactly, exactly what I'm saying. Um, some people don't, so some people don't have the ability to employ empathy. Some people don't have the ability to run a fucking nine minute mile. But like, if you work on it, if you're aware that that's where you're lacking, if you're aware that you can't do a nine minute mile, you work on it, it's going to come with time, but you've got to be aware and you got to want to do it. Same thing goes with empathy. If you don't have empathy, and somebody calls you out and you're like, oh, fuck, like, you know, people keep busting my balls saying like I'm a dick. You, something's up. If it's a reg regularity, you're getting the same feedback. Something's up. You've got to look internally and figure out what's missing. It's very difficult for somebody to turn internally and say, I don't have empathy because probably that person doesn't have the capability. But that person's going to live a rough life, man. Just like the person yo, that, that can't do it yo, in the that's me. Ask just about anybody that I know. Like, I'm one of the least empathetic people that – number a number of people have told me you're the least empathetic person i know but it's something that i'm aware of and so i'm consciously working on it and saying like okay i need to try and demonstrate some level of empathy for people because that's something that other people expect so i've worked on it 
I'll still send great. the books and you can read the chapter titles, all right? No, I think in general, like for example, if you're in the, in, the, in the service industry, yeah, you have to be empathetic with people. You cannot always be like... Well, so that's what I love about the service industry, yeah. that these people have so many... The cool thing about the service industry, same thing with real estate, is that we have so many interactions with people that you are forced to... You're forced to just be... You're forced to learn coping mechanisms to deal with people. A lot of times that is empathy. Like, that's a great coping mechanism. Yeah. 100%. Um, real quick, I want to just hit these comments real quick. Um, this says, everybody else is hot. Um, hate when guys try to call out a girl for being a gold digger, but guys will only pursue beautiful women. Who's really superficial? Um, well, That's I an interesting comment. I have a quote. Okay, will you look it up? No, I want to address that because that's I, interesting. First off, just he has no empathy. He just said he has no empathy. So we're going to listen to this. Um, all right. So I want to respond to that comment, though, because that's uh, good. So girls go after money, guys go after looks. Who's superficial? James. Well, you can look at it in terms of both of those situations are controllable to some degree. Both of them are controllable. Yes, I, I agree with you. And I don't, I don't, I, both of those things are in, in that person's control. Earnings. However, hang on, so hang on. what I would say. One second, one second. If you're upset with women being gold diggers, you feel like you're going to turn out a lot, you can always make more money. If, to a degree, if you're upset that people aren't in, interested in you because you're not super attractive, you can enhance that. You can lose weight, you can dress nicely, you can wear makeup. To a degree. To a degree. To a degree. So, sorry, James, go ahead. No, 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 that's basically where I was going with it, is that both of those are controllable to a degree. You can, you can work on making more money up to a certain point. You can work on becoming more physically attractive up until a certain point. And so I think both both men being excessively attracted to superficial beauty and women potentially being excessively attracted to earning potential or actual earnings are flaws where you're not looking at the, the entire picture of what are the other things that this person brings to the table in a potential partner. And if you're excessively focused on only beauty, then you might be dating a really hot chick that is boring as shit and a terrible person and treats other people other people poorly in day-to-day -day interactions those are like, the same same can be said for men those are my I'm check not, boxes those are my check boxes for like just throw somebody away like i'm fucking done um a good uh, this is something uh this is not original to me but a good rule of thumb that i've heard is um judge somebody based on the way that they treat wait staff at a restaurant I love that. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, I, yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah. Judge somebody based on how they, they, they treat waiters and waitresses. Now, it's really crazy that some people treat people in the service industry like things, yeah. like things, and not, not even things. But, not but like fucking animals. Yeah. But, um, and. Or, servant, come here. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I when he walked in, I'm like, bro, can you be, can you just, like, 
like I don't mean to treat you like a sir. I'm just you. I'm here. You. No, you're like, you're like you're my you're my personal Mexican. You know, like what? that's not words that I said. No, that's what he said. I know? said like, I I said thank. I made some orders, and I was like, thank you, assistant. <laughs> and, and I was like, yes. Yeah, I but understand. he was joking. So who, like, it's it's. No, but I wasn't joking when I asked. I just realized after I said fucking two or three things that that was a dick thing to say. Like, I was like, put that chair on this side. Close give me, the door. Give me eyes. Close Brand, the door. Grab yeah. some eyes. No, like, yeah. And so I was like, oh, like, you want something else? <laughs> yeah. As I was saying, like, shoe shine your shoes. Yeah. That, that would be the, my shoe shine is the best shine I like on my shoe. Uh, no, but then that, that's one of the reasons why I take people to, uh, you know, bars. That's because why once I take you're drunk, bar. once you're drunk and you're like, hey, hey, server, server, hey, oh or whatever, it's like, Jesus fucking God. Christ, there's so no reason why. In, in our defense, it, you know? you, you've worked in the food and dev industry, James. In our defense, we have some good friends that, I think, I think that for the most part, the places we go, except when you get really, and when I get really angry. The places we go, people like having us there because we're decent personalities to have behind the bar, I think. I don't even think I'm a great personality, by the way, in any aspect of life. I'm just surround my people who have better personalities. But we, you know, we, we, we go out to the bar. Everybody loves us. We do spend a lot of money. So, you know, we have that going for us when it comes so to So you need to separate out. There's two questions to answer here. Is do you treat – do you bring – a positive atmosphere to the bar and treat the, the the service staff well, or does the service staff just like having you there because you tip well? Yeah. No, no, no. Well, he, I think no, we no. I think we do a really good job. No, but you understand the question that I'm asking. No, no. Is, he used to be there like, before he, he met me, and no free shots, no nothing. And he used to tip. Right. Well. No, no. But just no, understand no, the question that I'm asking no, because no, you right. can have service staff that's going to be super friendly to you just because they think that because they know that you tip well no, and they're right. going to put up with your bullshit because you're paying for it. No, he right. always here's, tips well. He always tips well and he never got a free shot. Up been, until, up no, just until. understand the question that I'm asking. I understand. I understand. So I've been going to the same bar for a decade or so, probably seven or eight years. And it's my favorite bar. People there like me. I like the people there. I know a lot of the regulars. I know everybody that works there. And I don't tip obnoxiously. Like, I'm not, like, throwing tons of money out. But I tip well. I would say generally 20, around, the, around the 20% mark. Yeah. If there's a couple extra bucks or we have extra yeah. money in my pocket, I'll throw it on. Yeah. Um, but I've never gotten a free shot or a free drink. So if you want a free Ever. shot or a free drink, get me out there. I'm there. <laughs> I'll get you the free shot of the free drink. So and then, then eventually, once we start hanging out more often, then uh, we talk to uh, these other bartenders and whatever, and we're like, yeah, hey, yeah, this and that. And, you know, every time that we used to go to Honeywell, the Wallace, the uh, Harlem Public, places that we love in the upper. But we just, we have good chemistry, hang out, and. All of a sudden, we're starting, I mean, we get, I mean, a lot of times we drink, a lot of times a tip is bigger than the fucking bill, which is reasonable, but also, the, you know, I feel obligated to pay well, the bill's worth. Your tip should always reflect build and unbilled drinks. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You get an unbilled drink, that should be thrown into your tip. I think that's, I think that's the right thing to do. I think we got Lisa here. It was, it, was, it was TikTok, back to Instagram. I'm just following some names back and forth here. Uh, what are some other questions we got? 
comments, whatever. Uh, somebody said something. About, somebody said that's not racist at all. I don't know what comment they were talking about. Um, oh, the Mexican thing. Mexican servant. Uh, well, he's not Mexican, but he doesn't make a very good servant. Particularly his drunk Yeah, but my uh, whole. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, going back to the comment about like men calling women gold diggers and women calling men superficial is that both of those are controllable on, on the other parties, each other's parties part to some degree and placing excessive value in one or the other is going to lead to overlooking really critical flaws that might exist. I, you know, I made a personal promise myself, certain things I don't want to talk about. But, but I can, uh, uh, let me try to articulate this the best way I can. If, super, if looks are the only thing you're going for, you're going to have a lot, you may, you may, you may, you know, uh, you may meet somebody and, and it might be, might be good, you may lock that down, but you're going to have a lot more issues down the line. If, you know, just... Fuck. I, I, I don't want to get into, I don't want to, I don't want to talk too much about my personal thoughts about, about superficiality and, uh, and things like that. But, um, no, but and when it comes to making money, like, you know, even as a guy, especially in New York city, like if your goal is to meet a girl that makes so much money, like it, that's totally doable. But it typically works the other way. I've, I, yeah, it typically works the other way, but I've told, I've even told exes that like trying to date, like just find somebody you fucking like, like find somebody you genuinely like where you're not fucking like pushing down red flags, find somebody you like, if you like somebody you're sitting six feet, if you like somebody you're sitting six feet across the bench from them, that six feet is going to disappear really fucking fast. With or without coronavirus, that's just how that's going to work. And you know, a lot of people are not super social, especially in 2020. People don't know how to fucking meet people. People don't know how to behave. In general, I think everything, every ever since uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, TikTok came into this perspective, uh, people literally are losing the ability to talk to each other. They're like, hey, I'm going to text you. And that's the reason why I believe applications like Tinder, Bumble, uh, I think there's also this thing called uh, Messenger, uh, Plenty Facebook, of Fish, Plenty of Fish uh, Facebook, whatever. Facebook has oh, there's tons of them. Yeah, yeah, their own thing going on. Helps these people that don't know how to talk to people to come with a, but those a good people, answer. Like no, you, ultimately, you, your conversation skills are going to have to carry the day. But you have enough time when you're texting each other to actually. Look yeah, at but the thing is, it doesn't matter how good you are at a text or email conversation with somebody. Eventually, yeah, but, you're going to meet in person. No, yes, but by the, the all the. But, by all the time that conversational meet, skills and physical flaws are going to be revealed. Yeah, but by the time that you meet in person, you already know this person. You already know what this person doesn't like or the, this person doesn't, you know. doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Honestly, by, the time, by the time that you go and meet that person, you're like, okay, I know what she doesn't like. I know what he doesn't like or whatever. Uh, and I can prepare myself better 
So we're gonna, we're gonna, hit, we're gonna, we're gonna hit the quick live. We're gonna hit the quick live on uh, on TikTok. We're live on Instagram over here. What I want to know: any last minute dating questions? Any last minute um, online dating questions? Any last minute New York City dating questions? But uh, but yeah, that's where we stand right now. We just we lost we lost a whole bunch of people on TikTok, which is not cool. But I really want to know anybody's last minute frustrations on dating, dating questions. But yeah, I mean, obviously you meet people, you're meeting fucking strangers, just for the record. You meet somebody for the first time, everybody's a fucking stranger. Like you can't, there's no discounting that shit. Like it is. Well, that's what you meet in public. Pleasure or love. We got, uh, one of our friends asked, pleasure or love? Yeah, what is it that you're looking on 2020? Pleasure or love? One of our friends is asking that. Um, but yeah, I feel like if you're, if you're trying to online date in 2020, man, I, uh, I wouldn't know where to start except that you've just gotta, it's like fishing, you know, you, you gotta play the odds there and uh, you gotta meet people in person. You know, if you're not meeting people in person, you're trying to online date, like what the fuck are you doing? It's about building relationships. Same thing. We we had a sales training this morning. What did I say? Yeah, building build relationships. Don't focus on deals. Don't focus on price points. Focus on building relationships. No. You may have a no fee client come in with a bullshit budget. You help them out. You build that relationship. Even if you don't help them out because you tell them you can't help them, but you want to be there as a resource for them. What they're looking for doesn't fit your specialty but you're here as a resource, reach out to you, you're here to help, you follow up with them. That person may have a manager or a boss who's looking to buy a fucking $700,000 entry level uh, condo. Or just move out, or just-, just Which is crazy out. to say $700,000 entry level condo, but that's how it is. I'm staying single until 2021. Why I love the bars. I don't know why I like the bars. I like the bars too. Um, and James, anything else you want to throw out there about online dating and from your library? No. Um, I think we've covered it all for today, at least. Um, it, it's just, you got to be honest with, you got to be honest with yourself and you got to be honest with whoever you're talking to. And honesty is like, if you, if you are trying to hide behind the fucking truth, you're being dishonest. But I'm still going to stand by my point of if you're on a date and you realize that the other person's misrepresented some or all of themselves, it's not really your job to call them out on it. You can just let let, let reality take its course. It'll eventually catch up to them, but it's not but your job. If you don't do it and you're the person that she's in love with, somebody else will do it and that person might actually do it even worse because that person doesn't love her the same way that you thought that you loved her. Doesn't you know? matter. I just, I, I think if you get called out for being dishonest, we have a mutual friend who exaggerates a lot. I, I, I always fucking hit him in the back of the head. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, like, dude, somebody's going to find out you're exaggerating. They're not going to trust you. No. And a lot of dating is letting somebody who you don't know into your personal life. Yeah. Yep. And that's really where we stand is, is when you're misled right off the bat. Why would I believe anything else you say in the future? 
That's what my thing about like online. I don't like to put work shit in there. I don't like to put company shit in there. I don't like to like over fucking. I'm not there with fucking pictures of tigers and shit. Like that's not right. My online dating profile. So it's three pictures of me, and it's and the only caption I have is I just want to make dad jokes without being a dad. That's it. That's a pretty good line. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I. I'll let things fall where they are. They can, and, and if we happen to grab a drink or whatever, fine. But I don't want to say too much about me or what I do or anything else. Like I tell them, like it says what my job is. Like it says I'm an accountant at such and such a firm. And I don't really care. Like they, but I don't want to go too, too in depth well, about you give my interest company in name. That's cool. You give your company name on your dating profile? An abbreviation if they were to search have for you it, ever got, have it. you ever lied so you can lay with someone good question look you're lying here here degree. or over here have you definition ever, of lying have you aj matthew hey hey Lynn. have you ever lied to get laid not you of course um yeah, of course you. tiktok have you ever lied to get laid facebook have you ever lied to get laid i really want to know uh, my answer lied? is yes. Your answer is yes? As a yep. guy, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, that's uh, all I want. <laughs> I don't think. I, I wouldn't do it anymore, but there were times where yes. Well, no, you wouldn't do it anymore. Who hasn't? Yeah. I don't think I have. You've never, never lied. Never, never me. Lie. You've never lied. So. What, what are you going to lie about? Like anything. Anything. Oh, there's. What are you going to lie about? Oh, boy. First lie. off, that's becoming intimate. If you're becoming intimate and you and you got fucking skeletons, man, you're not good at being intimate. Yo, I want to be naked and like all the secrets rest. Yeah, like that's it. But still, like, everyone. Has, what are you lying you're about? You're not answering the question. I'm you're not, what are you gonna, lie. Oh, why would you lie? I lie to get out of laying. Uh, uh, you're lie about the size of your dick. I mean, like that's how you're no, naked. You bro. cannot lie about that. You're naked no. and broke unless you're in a nice spot. Okay, fair enough. But you can kick out the next day. And uh, what are you lying about? You tell this person but, that you are this person that you're not, and you rent this house that they believe that that's yours, but it's not, just to get laid with this person. You know, just so she can think that you're something. That I've you're lied. I've lied after getting laid. That's good. Sounds like James. Why? Well, you don't need to lie after you what? get it. You already got the prize. I faked it. Yeah, well, no, I don't mean faking the orgasm. I mean, uh, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, that. Uh, no, 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 no. This, this is to close the deal. Have you lied to close the deal? And yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I fucking faked the orgasm. Come on. <laughs> I, 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 I want some real, uh, I want some real feedback. I, I had a guy lie about his size. That doesn't even work. You, you, uh, but once you have sex, you find out that he. But I don't think you should lie to get laid. If you're lying, what cost? What a good friend of mine. He goes way back, over a decade, lying to get weight to get laid, man. Lying to get weight. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. You know, I'm, go, I'm going to the doctor to get fucking weight on. I'm about to lie about my weight. Like, how does that work? Yeah, but no, no, no. We're not saying no. It's more about lying to get the appointment. We're just saying lie just to get that person. So either have sex with you or do something else with you, just to get the, the just to sell your property, basically. 
you know. Uh, what lie? What lie? What kind of what lie? We're talking about lying to get laid. Lying to get laid. Exactly. Uh, how can a man possibly fake an orgasm? Oh. <laughs> Look. Uh, 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 Let's not address uh, that one. Not yet. I mean, it's uh, it's it's a little Meg Ryan. It's a little Meg Ryan at a uh, Cat's Deli. The Cat's Deli, by the way, place not too far from the office. Um, but yeah, kind of you ripped it in. No, that's a, that's a whole different yeah, I said let's not address it, and here yeah, we go. I had a guy tell me he was getting deployed that day, he, and he and next day I saw him at a bar. <laughs> sorry, I'm really I'm sorry. That's a good lie. That's a good lie. Like I, 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 I've heard a lot of people going like, "Listen, I'm about to be deported. This is my last day in the U.S., and you know I just came here to get shit faced and whatever." And it's like, "Oh, it's last day in the U.S. Let's just go have fun." And you're like, oh, I'm a but I, my my mom at a really early age really really just beat me over the fucking head about lying. And I uh, I'm not much of a liar. And I'm a fucking real estate agent in Manhattan. So like, so just how like are I said, you once, in business? Once we get off the phone, like I gotta call somebody and give them really bad news. But I'm gonna fucking give them the news. I'm gonna tell them what happened. I gotta find out what happened exactly first. But I feel like if I lie, or even a white lie or exaggeration, you lose credibility, man. And I would rather be 100% credible than 110% awesome. You're not gonna see that person ever again. I don't give a shit because you never fucking know. You never know who they know. I told my sister this week when she was She's going from one hospital to another. She's uh, she's working in one hospital. She's definitely going to another. She's going to put in her notice. I'm like, don't burn bridges, man, because in fucking seven years, somebody from your hospital you're leaving could be at the fucking place you're going to. Being interviewed for your fucking boss. Uh, what cost? Oh, man. We, uh, hold up. So men are trying to something they, they, they look at. and Women are trying to something they get. Blah, blah. Women wear makeup. And like. Nah, man. No, man. Nah, makeup is not a lie. Women wear makeup. High to Arkansas. Uh, high from New York. Why lie if you like the person that will never go anywhere? Nah, that's not true. Um, I had a guy lie about being single. Well, yeah, yeah. All right. If relationships are complicated. You got to go into this knowing that um, credibility is everything, which I believe. Which I believe. Um, all right, we're running low on battery. Um, what do you gain from lying? You gain immediate, immediate uh, answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you gain immediate. Lying solves all your problems temporarily. Yeah, temporarily. Yeah, emphasis on that. All right, let me ask you a question because I feel like this is going to be a major issue in 2021. If you tell, as a guy, if you tell a girl you make 300 grand a year and she sleeps with you, because she's interested in money. And you're lying. Is that right? Because I feel like the direction we're going in, that's fucking no. molestation. No. Underage, it's not porn, like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's deceptive, but the thing is, if that's all she values, then, then she needs to evaluate um, her priorities and say, 
is the only reason why I was interested in him because but he told she, me yeah, he was making three hundred thousand dollars a year, now, or six hundred thousand, or whatever. And now she's sleeping with Chris, the 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 CFO. She thinks she's sleeping with Chris, the CFO. She's actually sleeping with Chris, the intern. Those are different people. Chris, the intern, took advantage. No, because if all she, because all she needed to do was wait to be able to gather enough information to be able to verify. Well, she verified and the, ver the employment verification came back negative. It's work, things are getting wild, man. Things are getting really, things are getting really weird. You know, what do you have to gain from lying? Somebody commented instant gratification. Yeah, that's it. And that's not, uh, uh, that's not cool, man. But she agreed to sleep with him. Now, how does that? Yeah, on false pretenses. Wait for Chris to turn into the CFO? Yeah, you could. Yeah, but that might not ever happen if all he's done is lie his entire life. Well, that could help him actually with a job. I don't know. It depends on which company you're with. Worked pretty well for Enron. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a weird place to be, especially you know. I I I wonder about the rape allegations of the the you know nineteen year old girl that goes off to college. She's a freshman, and she sleeps with somebody, and then you know he tells all of his friends, and the next day this is a her, dangerous road to go down. It is, but next, and we'll talk about it maybe another time. Next day, her whole sorority is talking about how she she fucked Chris M, which she did. Willingly. This is and then, a dangerous road to go down. We should probably talk about it a little bit more before we fully flesh out this conversation. And then she says Chris M raped her. And what does Chris M have? Well, a three hundred thousand dollar a year income helps. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fucking imagination. Uh men are also opportunistic, women are more selective. Uh they're right about you know, that. any opportunity to mate, that'll be good. Uh he just lied, could have said no, maybe I missed the question. I'm lost. Maybe I joined too late. You probably joined too late and you gotta follow so you get the stuff at the beginning. Um, instant gratification. Yeah, man, I mean it's just we're fucking people, bro. Like you 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 have it, you take your dog out for a walk, the neighbor's dog also out for a walk, the neighbor's dog fucks your dog. It's an animal. So we're trying to deal with this shit societalistically. And uh, we're running into Is issues. that a word? Yeah, man. You didn't know that? Yeah. In the same dic dictionary as technology? Why are you attacking me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's got to be in the same dictionary as technology. <laughs> it's got to be the fucking scotch, man. Oh, man. You, you, you do technology on me. That's not fair. Um, we had a, a wrestling coach in high school on a lot of rental property. We worked for the wrestling coach. And we used to work on the rental property. And one of his tenants came out, who was past due on rent, and said that the, the wrestling coach was doing technology on him <laughs> and trying to get him to pay his rent. I don't even know. I don't, there's no. Even, that's the end of that. Right? The guy came out. Experience for you. You're a trichnologist. You're doing trichnology on me. Trying. We got to pay rent. And the day, you didn't pay the fucking rent. 
He, it was a nice bar. We renovated it. it a nice place. Uh, I'm going to hit some last minute comments. Uh, James, I don't know if you're in here. Shut. Ready to follow? Yeah, thank you, Chris. Um, drink some water. Yeah, I'm going to hit some water. I'm yeah, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to ride a bicycle home. So, uh, yeah, we had a little scotch. We had a nice time. I got work to do. Yeah. Have a little scotch. No, yeah, the fucking decanter is empty. Nice crystal decanter. It's going. Uh, somebody sent TikTok. It's nice. Wakas, uh, adios. Cheers, cheers, cheers. All right, guys. The sign off time. James, you just refresh? Uh, no. No. A little Powerade squirt bottle, yeah? Yeah, water bottle. I'm just gonna let the time run out. From the Evan Williams. I'm gonna let the time run out. We're just gonna we're gonna cruise with it. Um, gonna How much go, time uh, we got left to fill? My shit, this should be off the record. I told somebody today that I went on the internet back in like 2012 or 2011, and uh, crazy crazy story. I showed up to the building. She gave me an address. I was on the bike. So I'm like, oh, I'll pick you up. Like I'll pick you up on the bike, which is like that's a that's a big deal. Never remember. I'm on a motorcycle, I'll pick you up on the bike. So I show up in the building. So luxury building. Doorman standing out front, opening the door. I was like, oh shit. I went down a block to the projects. I'm waiting outside. I call, I'm like, hey, I'm outside. And she's like, oh, I just came down. Where are you? Like, I'm outside, right near the thing. And she's like, oh, well, I'm outside too. I don't see you. I'm like, I'm on a motorcycle. So I don't see any motorcycle. In my mind at the time, I was dating a girl. I was talking to a girl. First date. Showed up to a building. I showed up to a building, really nice building, luxury doorman building. I was like, oh, that's obviously not her. Obviously not my date. Nothing to do with her. All internalized. And uh, come to find out, that was her building. She was a nice high-rise, 40-story building. And uh, I was like, oh, no, I got the wrong place, obviously. And I went to the fucking projects, and over there, it's not her. But that was an internal lesson. Yeah. It was fucking weird. That we actually, we dated for a little while. Weird, weird Chinese food stories. Story for another time. I got a really Anyways, good, really nice. good Chinese story for you for another time. We had set. Nah, yo, it's it's late on the New York time, so James, uh, this went different. Di this went in different directions. I thought it would. Super different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do think it did. Um, so I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna go home. Yeah. I'm gonna go to sleep. Actually, it's not true. I'm gonna fucking drag the computer out or jump my cab. Go home, plug it in, fucking update it, and fucking work until one o'clock in the morning. But that's me. I hope you do some reading in your library. Oh, I've got uh, I've got audit work that I need to do tomorrow. Right. Turns out that we're going to need to do uh, an impairment of a note receivable for like sixty grand that the client's not going to be happy about. Yeah, that does not sound like fun at all. Uh, anyway, and with that being said, yeah, man, we're out. Peace out. We are out. Peace out. Later. Right, right. Just listen to his rant for over an hour. It seems like it might be time to subscribe, like, and comment. Uh, I know we'd appreciate it. Thank you for participating. See ya.